Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? OG Five. Yeah, how's that for some bad singing on a Wednesday night? Yeah. Anyhow, what's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday. Gordon's back in the land of the desert, the hot ass weather. And no water to boot, except for like his lake's up like three and a half feet. And his news is going fucking absolutely crazy about that news. But here he is, the world traveler, even though it's continentally, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight, sir? 5,437 miles total was my trip. That's one of those trips where you go out and you get an oil change and you get back and you schedule another goddamn oil change. Yeah, I do. I'm actually 2,000 miles over what I wanted to be, but that's okay. I'm still under what they suggest. Um, Speaking about what I, I'm under, you left town. I don't I no longer have any shingles on my roof. You uh, shingle us on? Yep. They got the tar paper down. They were supposed to put the shingles up today, but of course it rained, and I haven't even seen the delivery. So I guess that means they're not on the tar paper either. currently. What's up? Is there anything sitting on top of the tar paper? No, but I mean, it hasn't been downpouring, but uh, they need okay. to get here post-haste. Uh, my delivery was supposed to come yesterday, and I still have no tiles in my, I mean, shingles in my driveway. But anyhow. so How re- is the car? Did the car come back yet? No. God. No, they is actually it, about. they going to take its own trip around the world? About five days into it, I get a call, back, I get a call from the uh-huh. insurance company and saying that, uh. The automotive shop needs to reevaluate the amount of time it's going to get this thing done because they never got to look at it. They judged it based off of a, the insurance adjuster's information. That wasn't delivered until the day I had to call them to get an email to me to send to the repair shop because, well, the same person who wrote two checks wrong and uh, had my pickup date from my rental car on a different date than my actual drop-off, I wasn't surprised. You saying your insurance adjuster may be a little... Not adequate at his job. Excuse me, sir. It's a her. She is horrible at her fucking job. But what if she goes by a he? She doesn't, but she's still horrible at her job. So anyhow, that car repair joint called me and they're like, yeah, um, well, the insurance company called me. Said, you know, the car repair shop said they need to reevaluate how long it's going to take to get this done. I said, as long as it doesn't affect me financially, I said, I don't care. I said, I had no, I had no delusions of grandeur that this is going to get done in a week. I said, I was anticipating 30 days or more. Let's review. New windshield, new driver's side window, has to be retinted, new sunroof, new chrome um, edging along the top of the doors. Every surface has to be sanded down, (laughs) prepped, primered, painted, wet sanded, clear coat. Um, Yeah, not to mention bondoed or pulled wherever they can pull but there's some places i think it's going to be you know it's just so small just put a dab of bondo on it and but long story short no when i dropped this thing off i told carrie it's gonna be like 30 days so yeah um long as it doesn't interfere with my truck repair because um then we'll have two rental cars but yeah it's uh i haven't heard anything you know i'm half tempted to say hey if you guys decide when you're doing my truck if that you can't get the scratches out of the chrome bumpers and you need to replace them how about we do a chrome delete we'll save you some money and just 
get some uh, paintable bumper ends and prime them and do a paint match on it, and we'll call it even. There you go. It may actually be cheaper. It would be cheaper for them because obviously chrome bumper ends versus hard plastic in a black paintable format, way cheaper, just in shipping cost alone. So I'll tell you a little bit about this trip. Okay. Perspective. It gave uh, us both a ton of perspective. Seeing the various parts of the country, seeing what you guys have been going through down there, seeing dad's living situation and how things are, uh, and coming back home and opening our door and walking in and just... So it's kind of like the how, reason why some If of you us... feel bad about your shit because you work with a bunch of people who got bigger shit than you, it's like, you know what? I'm doing fucking awesome. Well, I was, was going to say, it's kind of like how I used to watch cops back in the day when I thought my mm-hmm. life was pretty or shitty. I Walmart. turn on cops and <laughs> watch somebody has it way worse than I did. Um, we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but I wrote this in the description of the video people are watching right now. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show or don't know our history, both Gordon and I drove across this country once or twice back in the 90s, early 2000s. And even though your route was different, um, some of it may have overlapped, I was wondering... Five times. What it was? What's it like to do a damn near nationwide? Well, it was in this case. I mean, with the exception of California. I mean, you know, pretty much nationwide trip in twenty twenty three versus nineteen ninety six versus two thousand four. Whenever you did your last one, uh, I tell you, I think the roads are not as in good of condition now. As is in your English, not as in good of. Not as exactly. Good. That's because I've been hanging out in the South for two weeks. I yep. didn't get myself directed. Sorry, not to piss off anybody from the South. Oh, fuck it, I'm from the South anyway. Um, especially as I was saying, now watch 40, out because the last West time was bad. The last time we made fun of our heritage, our video got taken down for harassing and bullying. So. What I'm not allowed making fun of my own. No, I thought that was the whole Apparently thing. Not. No, I mean we're white. We're allowed to make fun of ourselves, right? No, everybody else can make fun of us. We can't because uh, we can't take the power back. Uh, so the roads aren't in good condition. Well, let's be a little honest. We've been hearing for years, but depending on what, better. depending on what party's in power, the other party's always talking about how horrible our uh, infrastructure is. So you're saying I think you, both parties have pretty much admitted to it. Well, yeah, like I said, whoever's in power, the opposite's going to say it. So when they switch, the opposite still says it. But yeah, so there's definitely. I am waiting because Waze led led me on the. Um, whole express route through dallas on the way back okay How and there's that? different there's different monies shown on the signs as you progress so i don't know if it's going to stack and i get a fat bill but the, the it was nice it was on the inside well it was nice except for one thing hold on i see you're about to say something it was 75 miles an hour mm-hmm. the speed limit 65 everywhere else mm-hmm. but i ended up behind a concrete truck that was doing 65 on something i'm supposed to be going faster through that kind of irritated me uh, I just don't know what the bill is until it shows up in the mail. Talking about for toll? Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like Google is in the pocket or has, or I feel like Google and like Orlando, for example, have like a thing going. Like when I do a lot of my World War II events up in Northern Florida, up past maybe up Northeast past Orlando or up in Georgia, or if I have to drive anywhere through the Orlando area, like when I was doing all the film shoots and stuff, I would mm-hmm. I would see that when I was going up there, it would take me one way. And when I was yeah. coming back, it would bring me down a completely different route. But this particular route had a toll booth like every three and a half fucking miles. 
And so well, by the time I got out of Orlando, I owed their city like $15. It's like, is Orlando giving Google a, a kickback bill. on the rerouting well, people through the toll booths? I don't necessarily think that because Google showed which ones was the toll route and which one was the free route because I was running them both. I was running Google on my phone and Waze on my my uh, entertainment center. Infotainment and, um, center, sir. Or whatever you want to call it. I have to admit that's got some pretty nice, uh, nice clean graphics on it, though, huh? Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, except that backup camera still looks the same. Um, I wonder if I upgrade the camera itself. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. A lot of windmills in the Panhandle region of Texas, which I still don't know why they call it the Panhandle region, except for maybe it's because Oklahoma's Panhandle is above it. Um, uh, it almost it's it's almost. You almost feel like if you've not seen it before, you almost feel like you're in the future, but a weird future because you have these big wind farms with these crazy looking blades on them. And then right in front of them, you have oils, oil, oil wells pumping. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah, right? You can see both sides of the spectrum. You see both sides of the spectrum. And then think about it. The ranchers or the farmers, they're also using the rest of the land for their crops. So they're actually getting more money in my opinion, and I haven't researched it yet, out of the land usage. Not only are they doing the crops, they're doing the wind farms, and I'm sure they're getting a, a small taste of that, one would hope. And they're also doing oil. Now, I don't know if they get the any of the money from the oil rights or not, because I know in some states, you don't get any rights to anything below your land. Yeah, it's the same way here in Florida. You, you only get like three feet of the, from the top to like three feet down. You get absolutely and no And once it turns rights. to dirt, it's ours. Yep. Any potential for minerals in there? Oh, poor Bebop. Your bed's at the office. So Jasper's in one bed and Bebop's laying on the carpet. How did the doggies do at the uh, office today? Good. Um, they played So you for took them bit. in for no reason, huh? Yeah, apparently. See, well, we have the doggy door and I weather stripped the doggy door and I don't have the doggy door shield. Right. And so luckily when they came on Monday to strip the roof, Carrie was here and was able to block the doggy door with something else, but she was here to take them out front and take them potty. And good thing she did because there was nails. I mean, you go on my sidewalk, just nails pointing straight up because they just shovel and shit off the roof. But they did go through the yard front and back with giant magnets. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying during that time. And so we were all back at work today. And I knew that if they came today, they're going to have to get in the backyard and we don't want to risk the dogs getting out, yada, yada, yada. So I took them to work, but then it rained. And so they didn't do anything. But mm -hmm. Bailey spent the majority of her day just laying in Josh's lap sleeping while he worked. And then Jasper just laid on the floor, but I left. The, I took their wider bed there, so Jasper's in the bed, and Bailey's laying on the carpet next to me, pretty much where they've been all day. So, so back to your road trip. It's been twenty mm -hmm. some odd years since I made that trek. Is there still plenty of middle of nowhere out there? There is more middle of nowhere than the middle of nowhere. You know, because that was you know growing up in Columbus and. Northern Kentucky, you'd hear urban sprawl, urban sprawl. There's too many houses, and you make that first trip, and you get mm -hmm. outside of Indiana, and you're like, "There's nothing fucking here." <laughs> I remember, of course, this is back in the '90s. I remember Brad and I. We stopped through like a couple of towns, going through freaking the flyover states, and, the, and once again, this is 25 years ago. But these joints were closing down at night. Like the entire town was closing down at like nine o'clock. You couldn't find a fat pizza delivered, nothing. It was crazy. Like, well, some of the saddest things we witnessed is there's a place called Chillicothe, Texas. Okay. 
Chillicothe, Texas, this downtown area is pretty much boarded up. Wow. Old Western town, kind of. And you maybe, and maybe it was built in the 20s and the 30s. And there was a few towns like that in the middle of nowhere, Texas. You're kind you of know, and the only thing really uh, generating revenue for them is the gas stations and a couple of restaurants. Most of the restaurants were shuttered, and I, that could have been a COVID victim. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of truck stops. Loves is must be the most popular truck stop in the country. Yeah. Uh, what's nice, one thing I did notice both ways, especially coming back, you can tell the people who don't fly because they got dogs. <laughs> a lot of them on the road. Uh, rest areas have doggy parks now. Loves truck stops have a little doggy area, and most of them. So uh, what it's kind of nice to see. Out of the states you traveled through, who had the worst drivers? Ooh, that's a toss-up. I'm going to say I almost got rear-ended in Mobile in a tunnel because nice. some asshole was trying to get around us real quick and there was traffic. You know, Katina sucked in the window. She said, watch out. I said, look, if he hits us, it's on him. Yep. He'll be rear-ending me. So I got to put that slip pitch on, put a nice hole in their bumper. Texas was a little rough too. Yeah. In some areas. Um, But once you get out of Dallas and past Denton, it's pretty smooth sailing. Because the roads open up, less people on them, less congestion. Did you notice a different demographic of vehicle based on geographic location? Meaning you saw more Hondas driving through the city, or you saw more trucks driving through this area, or you saw more EVs nope. driving through this area? I think it's all pretty well mixed. You know, uh, you have your big trucks, you have your small cars. You know, you got everything from Civics to, uh, to F... 650s you know obviously in texas you got a lot of some of the bigger trucks for the ranch workers yeah i will tell you the one place i will never move to and these here united states of america amarillo texas what's wrong with amarillo i have never met a lot of such a lot of miserable people in my life and i'm talking about people that work at the hotel Buffalo Wild Wings. We went there. It's usually pretty consistent. That was the worst operated place. They didn't even have the music or the TVs up. I, I, I had called in an order and I went to get it. And uh, I sat, I walked in, a couple walked in in front of me. And we're all standing there for 10 minutes, waitresses and everybody, servers and, and, and servers are all going by us and not even acknowledging us. I think you're Not suffering from fucking acknowledging us. I think you're suffering from West Coast. Well, over, I do live. Hold, hold, in, oops, I, sorry, I do live in a town that's known for service industry. Well, I was gonna say, I think you live. You're suffering from West Coast overpopulation, no jobs to be had syndrome. And what I mean by that, once again, Grant's twenty years ago, people actually wanted to work, but. When I moved to California, it took me forever and a day to find a job because of how many people lived in that city. And so when you went no. to when you went to restaurants and service based places, people worked hard to keep their job because they're so hard to find a fucking job. So when we moved to Florida, the first thing we noticed when we moved down here from living in LA was how slow and bad the food service was because you didn't have thirty wannabe actresses competing for that same waitress job. You had like oh, I'll, you know, the, for example, the first time I ever done a bulk interview was in LA. 
It's in California. Mm-hmm. It was at, it's California Pizza Kitchen. They had fucking 15 people in a room interviewing for two jobs and just did one big mass cattle call style interview. Never experienced that in my life. So in that one example, you had 30, 15, 20 people going after two jobs. So what we well, discovered when we moved down here is this people didn't give a shit. I can get a new job. So here's the deal. It is a different world, even out west these days. There are not enough people for jobs, especially in the service industry. But some places are definitely more accented than the others throughout the the nation. But it's all pretty much the same problems everywhere. Nobody wants to work these jobs. I just was through a in and out today, hiring at seventeen fifty an hour with a potential of twenty. Yep. What I noticed too, like when you drive through the smaller towns. Mm-hmm. Ironically, or maybe unironically, the fast food restaurant's demographic of employees seems to be more representative of what it was in the 90s. And what I mean by that is growing up in our, back in my day, uh, bag boys and bag girls were high school kids. And most, you know, I often said, I think I said a few weeks ago, I complained down here that the fast food service sucks because these people can't do with five 30 year olds what I was able to do with one 18 year old and a handful of 17 year olds. What, and so what I'm getting at is when you go to these smaller towns, you actually see most of the people who work at the fast food restaurants mm-hmm. and some of these grocery stores are actually age appropriate. You don't see the 30 and 40 and 50 year old dudes working behind the counter and working on the grill like you do in the larger cities. It's, it's kind of weird when you go, into the smaller areas, and okay, these are more age appropriate for the job because those jobs were never meant to be careers. But it's just that's one of the things that always stood out to me too. Mm-hmm. We lost him in his cell phone, folks. Sorry, he's off in his cell phone. I'm still playing catch up, but uh, yeah, it was a good trip. All in all, would I do it again? Yes. I would. Anytime uh, soon? Nope. <laughs> not anytime soon. I don't have any time left. Yeah. Funny, some friends just hit me up from the base that we grew up with. They all want to get together. And I was asked, hey, can you make it out anytime soon? I said, maybe next year. You said, fuckers. Providing no health problems happen that cost me money and take me out. I said, I burned up my time. Yeah, right. So, Speaking of cars and driving and this and that is the, is, I don't want to say the truth. But are people beginning to wake up to the honesty behind electric vehicles and what it takes to make them and the amount of environmental damage? Well, here's why I ask. I think it's Nissan. Don't quote me on this. I couldn't find the ad. Even though a lot of times you go on YouTube and you actually try to look for the ads that play in your Pandora nonstop and they're not there. Yeah. By the way, it's Yervo. Those are the ones I usually want to try to send you after I see them. Yeah, it's like the Yervo Airbnb. Those are the ones who I see your people. Uh, I think it's Nissan, could be wrong, but they say, don't buy an EV for the E, buy it for the V, and then they start talking about the zero to whatever speeds and the handling and this and that. Like, yeah. They're trying to offset that it's actually yeah, a well, powerful engine, yeah, which it is. Don't, don't buy it for, for the, the electric and the environmental stuff. Buy it for the performance, the torque, and all that, because, yeah. The, the quiet the, performance. The truth is coming out about the not-so-environmental-friendly aspect of it, which well, is kind of nice to that, see. It's just the human cost. Oh, yeah. It's the it's human cost is, and as that one guy said, and I'm sure people argue it, there's no such thing as ethically sourced cobalt. No, 
Now there is a cobalt mine in Idaho. I think it is the. I was going to say the only way the only one that would ever be ethical would be in Canada, United States, like Britain or Germany. But uh, yeah, anywhere outside of like civilized society, no, it's it's fucking bunch of poor bastards being enslaved. I was watching a video that came across YouTube the other day. It was in I think Iran or Saudi Arabia, somewhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And they're showing like this 80 year old making clay bricks for this brick factory that sells these brick pavers all over the Middle East. And long story short, the 80 year old, her son, her son's, her son, her daughter in law, and her grandson are all making bricks and taking 70% of their income and paying off a medical bill that they took a loan out for when the grandmother was like in her 20s. They basically, three generations of this family are basically being enslaved to pay off a loan that she took out to pay a medical bill. It's like, holy fuck. Are you got to be kidding me? And they're just, and they're zooming out, drone footage you see, and they're saying most of the people at this freaking brick factory are essentially slaves because they're work, they're indentured servants. I mean, they're working off some, probably a medical bill from 38 years ago, 50 years ago, was probably like five grand. Oh, and, and conveniently enough, no one has documentation to show how much they still owe on their balance. So they're just working in perpetuity. It's just, it's insane when you see shit like that still going on. It's like, what year is it again? What exactly. And it's, uh, it's nutty. I mean, just, I'm trying not to pay too much attention to the news right now because it's, Everything is ratcheting up with the shootings, or at least at least the coverage on them. Uh, I the world geopolitical uh, landscape looks like a fucking fiasco. I floated a hypothesis while you're down here, and I think it's got more and more credit to it. And that is like these cats who go to elementary school, middle school, high school, go right into college get a degree in education and go right back in the school system as teachers. They start to, you know, because they never left that demographic for more than four years when they're in college, but even in college are what, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yep. And then right back into an environment where they're around high school age kids all day, middle age school. That's why some of these chicks are end up sleeping they're with their stunted, students. Right. It's like they're stunted. Yeah. But maybe. And, Maybe I'm seeing some truth of that, but oh, and by the way, um, male dudes, it's not just the women. You guys got to stop treating high school students like your homeboys. Uh, <laughs> um, Dateline, Fort Myers High School. Fort Myers High School baseball coach fired after sending inappropriate texts to his players. Now, we're so conditioned to sexual inappropriateness between teachers and Students, that's where your mind automatically goes, like, oh, Jesus, what is this guy doing, sending dick pics to people? No, but it's something just as irresponsible. I guess at the end of the day, it's probably not that big of a deal because I'm sure the the teacher and the students probably had a, a relationship going where they mutually spoke slang, particularly maybe slang that was mentioned in you know certain types of music. The Fort Myers, Florida baseball coach at Fort, there you go, Fort Myers, Florida. Two baseball coaches at Fort Myers High School were dismissed after re, um, in recent months, according to the high school district, Lee County. The district said assistant coach Alex 
Boy, this guy sounds Greek. Go for it. C-A-R-C-I-O-P-P-O-L-O. Oh, that's uh, that's Italian. Italian? Okay. Cupolello. One of the same. Alex Cupolello. Ah, uh, you got yeah, it's it, Greek will end in is or os or os. Alex, yeah, like Jason Kratzeritas. Um, Alex Carputolo sent inappropriate text messages to members of his boys' varsity baseball team. A parent of one of these players sent NBC to a screenshot of the controversial conversation showing a message containing the sentence that said, Happy Valentine's Day, N-word, apostrophe A-S. So now, is it the full N-word or is N apostrophe this got the it ended with the A and not the ER, which is appropriate in certain circles. I didn't circles. know if it had the G's in there. But once again, you're these kids' coach. Yeah, no, you're not you supposed to get that familiar with your players, especially in 2023 with argue, not arguably, I think we all can agree the most stigmatized word in the English lexicon outside of Trump. Or or yeah. <laughs> Or straight white man. Um, yes. He uh, right. he was removed on February 16th, so two days after Valentine's Day. Head coach Kyle Birchfield was removed on April 5th, the district spokesperson said. The district has not confirmed why Birchfield was removed from his position. The head basketball coach has stepped down and an interim coach for the baseball team. I'm sorry, the head basketball coach has stepped in as the interim coach for the baseball team. Count on NBC2 to bring you the latest news, but... Regardless of what, well, obviously we said he sounded like an Italian, but it's like, even if you're like a black coach, I, I would assume you're going to be smart enough not to drop that in a text message. Yep. You know, there may be conversations you have with your players mm-hmm. on the field, in the locker room, joking, you guys, maybe he speaks that way. I don't know. But there's just certain things you don't put in fucking text. <laughs> And send. Oh, absolutely. But once again, is this is this a? I don't think the guy's racist. I think it's probably just here's another cat who just has spent way too much time around people of a certain age group and doesn't think of think of actions and conversations. Yeah, they're stunted. They yeah, been, like you said, they should have stunted. been out in the real world for about five years before they uh, went back to hanging out with the student deal, right? Yeah. So, but what do we know? We're just uh, dumb dumbs on the yeah. on the internet with a microphone. So I was surprised. Well, not really surprised. I was confused. Be quite honest with you. Uh huh. There's a new Mario Brothers movie coming out. Yep. I believe and they seem to be running every game in there. Yeah, it's like a montage video game. Like I think I saw a little Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, if you go back to the day when we were kids, there was a live-action Mario Brothers movie. Where Did that game ever give you anxiety? Where we had John Leguizamo playing an Italian cat, or, or not. Nah, he was playing Luigi. Not not a great movie. I think Dennis Hopper played... Um, I'm trying to see who's in it now. You had Dennis Hopper played uh, Bowser, I think. or Bowser? Or the or head King of Koopa? the... King Koopa. King Koopa! What but, hip-hop song has that mentioned in there? Oh, I, don't know. Is, oh, I think that's got to be a Chris Webby song. Probably. He does a lot of uh, pop culture references. So John Leguizamo is walking down the street who played Luigi in the original live-action Mario Brothers movie, and somebody from TMZ asked Mr. Leguizamo if he is going to 
take his kids to see the new Mario Brothers movie. Are you oh, going to yeah, be yeah, watching listen. Super Mario Brothers? No, I will not be watching Super Mario Brothers. Oh, my goodness. So they could have they, they could have included a Latin character. Like, I, I was groundbreaking, and then they stopped the groundbreaking. I know, but... Oh, Jesus well, Christ. Know, Hold on. Get over they yourself. They disincluded. I don't. What's right. So what do you say to people who, yeah, you sure. you know, who might actually go out and support this? Should you What's say, up? hey, guys, if you stand for inclusion, maybe Just you should Just cast some Latin folk. Cast some Latin folk. We're 20% we're of the population, the largest people of color group, and we're underrepresented, overrepresented in the worst kind of jobs, though. Oh, I know. Right, 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 right. So I got excited to see how white this cast is. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the cast right now. I could go through it. Well, we are. I was excited to see how white this cast is going to be, and I pulled up the cast, and I got to say, as far as Hollywood movies go, not recently, but up until recently, they could have doubled down on the Italians. But it's by no means a all-white staff. No, the only Italian's name is Spike. That's Sebastian Maniscalco. We got Chris Pratt. He's pretty white. Mario. Anna Taylor-Joy. Princess Peach. You may know her from uh, Queen's Gambit. So I got to look in the early life of one Anna Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. Taylor-Joy was born on April 16th, 1996 in Miami, Florida. You feel old yet? Yeah, right. To a former banker. Okay, well, that's problematic. Rich kid. Uh, let's see here. Yep, so born in Miami. And I think she spent some time in um, Argentina or Venezuela. Okay. So, you know. Hopefully Argentina. Yeah, I was looking here earlier. Let's see. Um, was born in Florida. To Dennis, yep, yep, yep. Started Miami in fluke since her parents had been holding the city, but yada, yada. Her father is Argentinian of English and Scottish descent, son of a British father of an Anglo-Argentine mother. mixed up. <laughs> yep. So, you know, she has some world history to her a little bit. And so we go on down the line. We look at the next person. This Charles Marnett. You familiar with Mr. Charles Marionette? Martinet. Martinet. Martinet is a French descent and speaks fluent French and Spanish. Uh-huh. So he, he he's that not, makes it Italian. He's not Hispanic, but he does speak the language. Family moved to Barcelona when he was twelve years old, and then later to Paris. He attended American school in Paris and graduated in nineteen seventy four. Mm-hmm. So he's not exactly you know cookie cutter horrible you know. Yeah, he is New York white cat. Oh yeah, you're right. He is. Where's Spain? Yep. Spain's white. Jack Black. We ain't got to go down that road. But you got. And uh, who is he playing? Bowser. Yeah. He's playing a uh, lizard. Yep. Then we got uh, Key and Michael Keel, African American. Okay, so that's one. Seth Rogen. He's playing Toad. Seth Rogen, super Canadian. That's super white. Donkey Kong. Uh, Fred Armisen. Never heard of Cranky Kong. Yeah, uh, that's uh, the little one. Fred Armisen. Suspe- uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is Italian. Kevin Michael Richards, African American. Um, is that Kay Carrie Payton? Payton? Carrie Payton. Carrie Payton. African American. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is another Italian in there. I'm sorry. Eric Balza. General Toad. Filipino descent. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting a little more ethnicity in here. Ah, shit. He was raised in Toronto. You know what? Uh, I'm rethinking this. I'm thinking maybe Leg was on, but may have a point here. 
Boy, does it matter where they're raised? Where was he raised? <laughs> he's he's from New York. He's from like yeah, exactly. Staten Island. But but no, I'm joking. I, I guess my point is, I went I was I went on here to expect to see just a whole you know panel of white faces, and it seems to be rather diverse. I just yeah. is he just bitter because he didn't get a call? I mean, I think so. You're not age appropriate that, to be playing. That whole interview made, and I had a lot of respect for him. I like his acting. I think he's fucking hilarious. But that interview made me lose a bit of respect for him. I will give him. I will give him this though. He he's very good he, at pausing, taking the picture, and then continuing the conversation as he walks over to the next person to shoot the picture. He's he's, he's virtue signaling, signaling like crazy. Yeah. It's like, can we knock it off? Did you see that clip of Ben Affleck on... Um, Look how far we've come in 50 years. I know. Did you see that video clip of Bill Maher? I mean, Matt Damon. Not Ben Affleck on Bill Maher's show just recently. Mm-mm. Oh, they were... Well, I don't know if it was recently. I saw the clip recently. It was Bill Maher had an expert on the Middle East on there. And he was trying to go down the statistical numbers of... In the Islamic community, the extremists versus the non-extremists who the night extremists who believe in the extremist ways and then the you know the more progressive muslims and on down the line trying to show you know yes not all of them are bad but this particular number and ben was just getting irate and would not even listen to the statue and point where bill's like would you shut up and listen this is what we're saying like he was so virtue signaling he's like, oh i you know he was like i can't be even in the room with this conversation because he's just like oh no that's they're all, you know, it's a culture thing. You can't judge them. It's like, no, hold on. <laughs> you know, so, it's... We've got people on various sides of the aisle, various views, and they're all drinking Kool-Aid. My question is... Flavor-Aid. What is the flavor of the Kool-Aid for the each? Is it all Flavor-Aid? That's one of the... So that's the one Trumpsters. Of, is that orange Kool-Aid? No. Well, that's the misconception about Jonestown. Everybody said they drank Kool-Aid. They were poor. They actually drank Flavor-Aid, the cheaper Kool-Aid. So well, they could even die like with jacuzzi, right? It's all the same thing. It's a hot tub. It's a jacuzzi. It's a jacuzzi. Do you got to do this with your fingers? I'm sure you it's can. I'm sure you can tell a difference in taste. Hey, Luigi. A, how do you pronounce jacuzzi? A Luigi. It's a Luigi. <laughs> but yeah, drinking Kool-Aid for sure. We had this lady working about, she was there a little longer than me. She had just left recently. And I said her tinfoil hat was so big. It was a sombrero. Yeah. I know some of those people. No, this is a weird one. I think she got swooped up in a, a pyramid or multi-level marketing scheme. <sighs> had, tell me if you've heard this and I'm going to give you just a really rough highlights. It's so called Mona her, B. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> But apparently, apparently, your social security and each person with social security, they basically bet on you and what you're worth. And she evidently is worth 60 something million dollars and figured and said through these classes she's had to pay for to take. And oh now boy. she's teaching people. Thus, the thus the uh, the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. feels that she will be she's got to declare herself a non-U.S. citizen. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. And she will get the $62 million because that is what is owed to her because that is what was betted on her or some kind of stock. And how much, what's the percentage of the, first off, I didn't know Social Security did payouts when you become an expat. 
I didn't know it was like a 401k. Hey, I'm turning. Oh no, in my- there's a whole thing. She actually <laughs> had them quit taking her taxes out about a year ago. Oh boy, that worked well for Spike Lee and. I know. So somebody sold her a bill of goods, and I don't know what flavor that Kool Aid was, but it was wow. strong. It may have been spiked. That's insane. And she was trying to loop people into it there. And she almost had one guy who's real smart. He's an IT guy. He's no longer with us uh, at, at that job, but uh, he, she almost had him going for it. It's like, dude, you're smarter than this. Yeah. But it's it's so well explained because you know it's just like anybody. You're so passionate, right? Passionate, you know. I would I would kind of argue with her a little and, and throw some things out there, and and one of the things she replied with was. Uh, well, it all goes back to the Rockefellers. Oh, boy. So you're down that road. Then I asked her one day. I said, I got a question for you. And this is basically a a, a famous tell to let you know if a person is a full-blown conspiracy theorist about everything. I said, is the earth round or flat? Oh, boy. She it's... goes, well, it's kind of neither. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. How does our cell phones work on a flat Earth when we don't have if satellites aren't in orbit? <laughs> I said so. If it's not, if it's not a sphere, what is a big globe that's up to it? Because they wanted to sell a bunch of globes. It's an egg. I, that's exactly what she said. It's more egg shaped. <laughs> uh, I uh, I promptly walked away. It it amazes me how people don't see reality. Well, it's just obvious shit. Now, I don't know if it's... Well, it's big- because you're taught the wrong way. It's all made by the Rockefellers and how we had to learn. And you're not le- you're learning the only way they see things. And well, they want you to see things. And you're being manipulated. Let's look at something more modern, more conventional, which surprises me. And that's these not-yet-perfected deepfake videos. Yep. I saw one the other day where they someone took a clip of Biden talking. Mm-hmm. And close up of his face talking at a speech and then they used AI to put his voice saying something completely different to make him sound dumb and right when he said the different the, the crazy thing it zoomed out from a real far shot so you couldn't see his mouth it's like it's clearly fake and then you see the, the Tom Cruise deep fake and you see some of the other things like the the Trump mug shot it's like how do well, people not is it because I edit photos for years or edit videos edit audio how do how do people not look at this shit and say, oh, that's clearly photoshopped or, oh, that's clearly I edited? I think where it's going to start getting difficult is when AI gets involved. Yeah, well, interesting like you BT say style. Dateline. Huh? Interesting you say Dateline? That. Dateline. April 12th, 2023, New York Post. AI clones teenage girl's voice in a $1 million kidnapping scam. I've got your daughter. If I was... It was a dead ringer for her daughter's voice. The artificial intelligence has taken phone scams to a frightening new level. An Arizona mom claims the scammer used AI to clone her daughter's voice so that they can demand $1 million ransom from her as part of their terrifying new voice scheme. I never doubted for one moment that it wasn't... I'm sorry. I never doubted for one moment that it was her. Distraught mother Jennifer DeSanfitano told WKYT while recalling the bone-chilling incident. That's the freaky part. That really. I thought you were going to say WKY Jelly. <laughs> no, WKYT. That's the freaky part. They really got me to the core. The bombshell comes amid the rise in caller ID spoofing schemes, in which scammers claim they've been taking recipients' relatives hostage and will harm them if they don't pay the ransom. 
uh, the Scottsville, Arizona resident, uh, recounted how she received a call from an unfamiliar phone call, which she almost let go to voicemail. Uh, then she remembered that her 15-year-old daughter, Bree, was on a ski trip, so she answered the phone thinking perhaps she was using someone else's phone or something happened to hers. Mm-hmm. The simple discussion would turn her entire life upside down. I picked up the phone, and I hear my daughter's voice, and it says, Mom. And she's sobbing. A petrified parent described. I said, what happened? She said, Mom, I messed up and started crying and sobbing. Mm -hmm. Her confession quickly turned into terror after she heard the man's voice telling Bree to put put her, quote, head back and lie down. The man gets on the phone and says, the man gets on the phone and he's like, listen, here, I've got your daughter. And adding that the man described exactly how things would go down. So basically he pulled voice clips off of probably a Facebook page or an Instagram video or a YouTube video, plenty mm-hmm. of, and quickly, I, I doubt it's even really AI. I'm sure he probably just edited on a freaking Adobe Premiere or whatever, GarageBand or whatever they're using. But it's just scary that, you know, the deep fakes getting to this point now where you hear your kid's voice actually on the phone. Wow. Well, didn't Joe Rogan say that he's had a whole podcast that was AI cloned of him? Conversations he's never had? Well, when I worked in radio about six years ago, Stan and I were trying to figure out what software people were using because there's these montage videos going around for a while where they would make uh, Ted Koppel or uh, news anchors like do Tupac songs by lifting words from the song from previous interviews or, or, you know, videos they've done. And there's no way someone's combing through years worth of video to find every single word in a song. There's got to be, you know, Stan I was like, there's got to be a program they're running the, these news reports through to lift the words that they're looking for. And, and that's basically what these AIs are doing. They're streamlining that shit. And so, yeah, anybody who has hours upon hours of the audio, such as us, not that we have anything worth trying to, you know, kidnap her. Thank God we're mediocre. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, that inf- that technology's getting more and more readily available. See, if you stay just under the radar where you're not big enough. Yeah, no one knows who you are. Nobody's fucking it's care. Yeah. It's like if you got bad credit. Yeah. What's the benefit of having bad credit? No one wants your identity. Yeah, it's the only It's benefit. like a fair trade. Yes. Now you hear you take it. I don't want it back. You take it. <laughs> And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson TikTok of the lesson week. of the week. I am solely on the Biden 2024 train. <laughs> Not Joe, by the way. No, 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 no. Hunter Biden. Hunter 2024. I don't know if you guys know this, but Hunter Biden is an Eastern European oil executive. He's also a Chinese financier. He's a North African land development manager. He is a world-class painter. And he has done all of this while high on cocaine banging hookers. If that is not a presidential resume. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. (laughs) Hey, it keeps the man focused, clearly. What was, that? was that actually, was that, was that gut-filled? They were kind of jokingly going to show his panties. He goes, oh, actually, that was kind of good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Like, ah, that was actually not too bad. That was actually good. I, I, I'm kind of turning around on him. 
Oh, shit. Yep. Shit. Goddamn. Get off your ass and jam. Your ass and jam. You ready to do the news? Uh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally going to pull it out of my ass today. There you go. There's the news. All right. Oddities. We're going to go to the AP News. Uh, Let's see here. Sorry about that. Fed up by LA potholes. Somebody uh, decides to take care of it himself. Paint a dick around it? No, actually. You may have seen his dick before in Terminator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fills it himself. This state's gone to shit since I've stopped being a governor. L.A. uh, fed up by the enormous pothole in his Los Angeles neighborhood. Arnold Schwarzenegger picked up a shovel and filled it himself. My question is, where did he get the blacktop? Because I'm staring at it. Well, I think in other states, I I think think it's actually illegal and you can get a ticket for that. Yep. So today, the the actor and former California governor tweeted, and that's probably the state will get in trouble, tweeted Mm -hmm. a video of himself uh, on Tuesday and a helper using... Packaged concrete to repair the road in the Brentwood area. So not even blacktop, just concrete. Yeah, just a photo made it look that that way. Today, the whole neighborhood... Today, after the whole neighborhood has been upset about the giant potholes that's been screwing up cars and bicycles... I thought he drove a Hummer. Uh, Probably not anymore. (laughs) Unless he's got the electric one. I went out with my team and fixed it, he wrote. Your team, it requires a 60-pound bag of concrete and a fucking water hose. You really need a team to fix it? And one... One, uh, one shovel. And one guy. One one helper. Uh, and, and he put this up on his, his uh, Twitter. He said, I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. So here you go. Neighbor rolled down her car window and shouted her thanks to the action movie star. You're welcome, said Schwarzenegger, decked out in work boots, a leather jacket, and shades reminiscent... Of his role in Terminator. And those work boots came straight out of the fucking box. Those weren't used hold with. Yeah, he probably uh, sent out his assistant to go pick them up. Yeah, he may have to send an assistant for the shovel, too. Uh, you And the and the, and the concrete. And then his next neighbor drove through the wet concrete is now suing him for a new paint job. Yeah. You have to do it yourself. It's crazy. For three weeks, I've been waiting for this hole to be closed. Only three weeks? Yeah, right? How's he complaining about? Mm, right? Daniel Ketchall, a spokesman for... Schwarzenegger said Brentwood residents made a repeated request for repairs since, uh, I mean, they do pay a lot in taxes. Pay, since winter storms opened it. up the uh, pothole in the cracks along local roads. Dick kind of idea. You take all these homeless people and you just have them defecate in it and then. No, they don't go. mind that. But like, at least in civil neighborhoods like mine. Yep. We still have the remnants of the Cape Coral cock block because some kid painted a big old dick in the street and they couldn't paint over it. So they went and put blacktop over it so nice you get a pothole that won't fill just paint a big dick around it they can't have crude graffiti in the road someone report mm-hmm. graffiti and they'll come fill the blacktop and tar over it so well las vegas mayor karen bass last week announced plans karen. to address what she called an unprecedented number of damaged streets across the city since december the 30th what the fuck happened? Let me rephrase that. This is a new sentence. Oh, is this because all the rain they've been getting? Since December the 30th, Los Angeles has received 19,692 service requests for repairs. And as of April 6th, crews have filled at least 17,549 potholes. Jesus. Sounds like it's time for repaving. I mean, y'all got the tax money. Actually, out there, they don't use blacktop. Remember, most of our streets are con- are just gray concrete, like especially the mm-hmm. overpasses and shit. 
Ours is mixed. Most of ours is black top though. Gotcha. Which is weird because it gets I don't know what the mixture is because of the heat out here. Yeah. But it definitely transfers on your shoes to your house floor. Which uh, by the way sorry for yawning. Uh for those of you who like to take your dogs places, um, particularly in Florida, Vegas, Texas, Arizona, anywhere where it's fucking hot. Don't make your dog booties. walk through the fucking parking lot barefoot. Carry your goddamn dog. Or, or take off your shoes and walk yourself. Buy and some rough wear f- shoes for them. The dog's feet are different. So the rough wear shoes we found are the only ones that fit right. And they're the, the most popular ones. They actually got Vibram soles on them. They fit real low. So they don't they don't attach up here and slip down. They fit real low and snug. And uh, they like them. Now they do look they're like cats stepping in water for about five minutes. You know, doing the dance. Yeah, because they dancing, can't feel but, anything. They think their feet are numb. But then they get used to it. Or they'll try to kick it off. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so potholes were filled uh, by one pothole, by one Arnold Schwarzenegger. Or his assistant. He couldn't even pick up the 60-pound bag of concrete anymore. Meteorite hits Maine. Museum is offering $25,000 reward. Nice. Portland, Maine. Coming in from the AP, as always. Somewhere in a remote stretch of the forest near Maine's border with Canada. Watch out, it may be Pennywise. Rocks from a space has crashed to Earth and may be scattered across the ground, just waiting to be picked up. Watch it be like, you know, have radiation on it. Like Joe if, the, if you're first person to find the big one, museum says it'll pay out $25,000 in reward. I was out running yep. again the other night and I saw a shooting star in full HD with you can actually see the shit falling blown apart as it came in the atmosphere. It's like the second time I've seen a, sh- fall, a meteor falling while out running at night. It's pretty cool. I don't remember remember seeing them in that great detail that close, but it's pretty cool. Absolutely. <laughs> um but uh the, the unusually bright fireball could be seen in broad daylight around noon on Saturday, says one Daryl Pitt. <clears throat> There's two R's and two T's. Chair of the Meteorite Division of the Main Mineral and Gym Museum in Bethel. Hold on. So he's a chairperson of the Meteorite Division, which is part of the Main Mineral and Gym Museum in Bethel. Yep. It's a long title to put on a business card. How often do meteorites fall in Maine? But... um. You know that evil clown? Yep. He probably came down on a meteor. Possibly. Uh, Stephen King. Another yep. Stephen King movie. About to be written. NASA says four radar sweeps detected signatures consistent with following meteorites seen at the time and location reported by eyewitnesses. And people also heard sonic booms. Boom, 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 boom. It's the first time radar spotted a meteorite fall in Maine, according to the space agency. The Maine Mineral and Gym Museum wants to add it to its collection, which includes moon rocks, Mars rocks, and Mars rocks, according to Pitt. And, uh, and not to be confused with uh, Dirk Pitt of the uh, Clive Cussler novels. So that the uh, first meteorite hunters to deliver the a one kilogram or 2.2 pound, only two and a half, 2.2 pounds, can get the 25,000 bucks. I see a lot of frauds coming up. Mm-hmm. That could be about the size of a softball. We have more people having awareness and more people will look. And they also fucking fraud you. And the greater likelihood of a recovery or a fraud. Uh, Pitt says uh, because of decent 
the scent, the scent was spotted by radar. He's confident meteorites could be found on the ground. Big ass meteor. Found on the ground. Um, okay. What else? Got one more story here. Well, real quick before you get into that one more story, um, show content update. A couple years ago, Gordon and I were talking to each other about the joys of growing up on welfare and enjoying government cheese. And I, I asked the question, why cheese? And Gordon made a pretty sound hypothesis back then. He said, well, because you can do so many things with it. You can make grilled cheese, macaroni and cheese, cheese on this, cheese on that. and this Cheese just... is a glue that holds life together. Yes. And then uh, he sent me a video uh, by the fat electrician, which I posted on our Facebook page today. If you want to know the real truth, why during the Reagan administration you got welfare cheese, uh, go check it out. You'll be surprised. It has nothing really, to do with really, what you think it has to do with. I really missed out on that name. Yep. Fat yeah, electrician. Fuck. Yep. Mm. What's in the mm-hmm. name? And on with your next story. Germany. Yeah. Deutschland. Yeah. An uncooperative squirrel has been freed from a manhole cover. Uncooperative. You must cooperate. Fun fact. I just learned recently most large metropolitan areas now do not have the the steel steps embedded in the concrete walls of sewers anymore. Yeah, keep the homeless out somehow. Yeah, so basically when they also now work on manholes, they either get lowered down in a winch or drop a ladder down. There's no way to climb down into a manhole in large these large men. What's that winch's name? I was watching an episode of Dirty Jobs and like they were literally cutting them the old ones out with mm-hmm. a diagrammer. Like, yeah. Yep. They're usually welded in four or six spots. Yeah. Firefighters said they have freed an uncooperative squirrel. This is in Berlin, by the way, via the AP. That was stuck in a manhole cover located in West Germany, which is echoing a similar incident that happened in the same city not but four years ago. The Dortmund, Dortmund Fire Department said it was alerted to a distressed red squirrel. Why do you have to identify its color? By a pede- oh, it's Germany. By a pedestrian on uh, Monday afternoon. That makes sense. I'm trying to figure out the design of these manholes, why there would be a hole large enough for a squirrel to get stuck in. I'm thinking, well, is that the hole that they put the crowbar into? But no, these are decorative manholes. A crew of firefighters have arrived on scene, carefully removed the manhole cover, and tried to free the rodent, which is just a fluffy rat with a fluffy tail, essentially. Uh, This turned out to be quite complicated as the squirrel was uncooperative. Oh, have you ever met a squirrel? Well, these are like old cast iron style manholes. Have you ever seen a cooperative squirrel? No. With concrete inlet in the middle, but it has an edge like a cog and then very similar. Well, that's the edge that holds it in in place. And then, yes. And about three inches in, kind of similar to like a sundial or an old clock face. It has probably the entire internal diameter of this manhole has about inch and a half holes mm-hmm. I guess for water drainage and that's how the squirrel's head got stuck in it right row look at that squirrel he definitely looks uncooperative yeah he's cute though yeah of course squirrel looks like they after uh, applied some oil to the crew at first. was able to extract the uh, animal unharmed and it then does what squirrels do probably chirped its way up the nearby tree yeah I'm looking at a close up and you can see like some Butter or some or brake fluid, something they put on his neck, try to push him down. It didn't work too well, apparently. 
that could not be determined if this was the same squirrel that had to be rescued from the same situation four years ago. But uh, that's coming in from the fire department. And that's it. That's all I have for today. Hey, baby girl. Rat stuck in Under sewer covered. So apparently there's a rat stuck in the same exact cover. Mm-hmm. Squirrel, rat, same thing. Although I tell you what, being in Florida, it was nice actually seeing squirrels. We don't have chipmunks, though. We'd hardly have either. Although Zoe did have a, uh, a, she had dug up a mummified lizard the other day. Oh, I'm sure you could find one of those in one of my hallways if you looked hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Some lizard jerky. They're all over the so, damn place. Yeah, they are. Well, that's uh, going to wrap this up for this episode of the What's In Your Head podcast. We want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. And if you'd like to support the show, please head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on the Patreon link, sign up and subscribe, or simply go to youtube.com. Look for D410 Media. Watch our videos, and you can help support the cause that way. Mike should be back next week. Hopefully my roof will be done by then, and uh, we'll be one step closer to getting my other car fixed. And, well, that's not going to do it. Gordon, I'm happy you guys made it home safe. Uh, you I didn't have too. any other unscheduled, unforeseen dog incidents. And everything is going the way it should. But uh, for myself, Gordon, and Mike, we will talk to you all next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>